0: Hey guys, you know what that sound was that you couldn't hear because you're not in my house? It's the clock telling me that it is officially Christmas Eve of 2014. You know what that means? At least in my house. No, you probably don't because you're not in my house. What it means is you get to, it's Christmas Eve, so you get one gift that you can open before all the festivities on the day itself. So your gift From me to you, the generous listening audience, is episode eight of Exit the Stage Door. It is my friends, Catherine Russell and Maria Tejada, and we had a blast. This was recorded over uh, that other major holiday that happens during this time of year, Thanksgiving. They were over to my house for Thanksgiving dinner. That's how, um, yeah, so we're friends, hashtag full disclosure, and um, (laughs) it was really fun some there's there's going to be a point in this episode where uh i sound like a kind of a giant asshole uh, i apologize for that but my mom just wanted to know if she she're gonna have a piece of pie that will all make sense uh, when you listen to the episode, guys, you should totally do it. Uh, thanks for sticking around for episode eight. We've got a bunch more episodes coming up. There's going to be, we're going to go to a little bit uh, different schedule when the when the new year starts. You're going to look for another podcast dropping early in January for some really awesome people. This has been a great journey, and I love that I keep uh, getting to bring you along with me as I do it. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, it's Catherine and Maria and the Cosmopolitan uh horoscope on episode eight of exit the stage door
1: that's what i mean i don't have anything to offer why do we all get headphones you
0: don't have to use them. Oh. a lot of people choose not to just, you know you get to hear what you sound like on the radio no, oh great yeah.
1: a lot kind of people of... love the artist that's true it does yes it feels very official
0: which is weird because you're in my house on my porch. I'm gonna turn the, I'm gonna turn the heater off because you can hear it. Okay. It got us to a balmy sixty-four. It's spent all day doing
1: it. Oh God. <laughs> I'm
0: trying to do it as soon as the sun was up.
1: Must have been working hard in here. Yeah, that's,
0: that's my guess. It's uh, not. Uh, I mean, it was originally not like glassed in or whatever. It was just screened in. So yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. still a long way from being in a room that retains heat at all. Right. So sometimes when it gets really cold, that's clearly my office over in the corner. Um, I can't use it. Oh wow. <laughs> it's way too they cold. Don't,
1: they didn't insulate it?
0: No, they uh, they did what they could with the windows. It's the floor is the problem. The uh, floor is still the floor of an outdoor porch, so there's uh, no insulation under it. Yeah. And yeah.
1: this is like linoleum or something. Uh they it yeah, looks yeah. like tile, It yeah. looks it's like tile t- but it's
0: like vinyl. It's the stuff that's oh, okay. like, just, yeah, textured stuff,
1: yeah. mm <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Maria isn't saying anything, but you can definitely hear her laughter. So she's she's going to be credited on this podcast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Damn right. Also, no editing. And of course, we have started recording at this point. So great.
1: Yeah. What do we want to talk about?
0: Uh, (laughs) Well, most of the time. So most of the time when I do these podcasts. I haven't. I have often not met the person that I'm talking to. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of uh, getting to know them. Uh, you're only the second people that I've talked to who haven't who, who are who we are like who are already down with each other. Like you get it. You know. Yeah. yeah, we're friends outside. I'd like to think that we're friends. You're here for Thanksgiving, so I hope that means you are friends. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I just I like to go to random people's houses on
0: Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's an interesting hobby. <laughs> Being able to make mashed potatoes on command like that, though, must be a real clutch skill oh, around yeah. the holidays. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, so.
1: mashed potatoes are really hard to make, so it's taken a lot of practice and so refining, yeah, refining the procedure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let's let's we we'll do the Cosmo thing later because I think we'll talk about it eventually. Okay.
1: But, well, I've got to say, so far, just at glancing at November's horoscopes, I'm very disappointed. Oh, that's they, a bummer cause because they they seem to have gotten rid of so many of the things we love. Everything
0: like. that we loved Yeah. Them. We should just then talk like everybody else has gotten the, the spiel like Who are you? What are you doing with your life? And where did you come from? And all of that stuff. Okay. So we can talk about that. We can talk about whatever. It doesn't matter. Like. But you're here at Thanksgiving, which is cool and
1: uh It was delicious. It was delicious. Aaron made turkey. <laughs> <Good>. and... <laughs> yeah, that's right. How does it feel? Uh <laughs> what it was acorn squash mm-hmm. stuffed stuffing mm-hmm. and sweet potato y salad with mm. lots of green stuff and what? Quinoa? Quinoa. quinoa? I don't think I've ever eaten quinoa before, but it's now good. I can say that I have you know, it was a very delicious
0: salad. Kirstie actually put the salad together. I just roasted the sweet potato and handed her the recipe. So, to be fair, Kirstie's yeah. my sister. Yeah, so you should tell online. her that it was
1: incredible salad.
2: Mm-hmm. I, still I was think- surprised that you were actually eating the salad. I know. Well, see <laughs>
1: yes, I'm not a big salad <laughs> person. I don't like Caesar and <laughs> Drowned in ranch. You, you seemed like you actually enjoyed it. Spe- it was that, good. Yeah. Oh, it was good, yeah. So that's a high compliment for her, you should tell uh,
0: her. I will yeah. definitely
1: tell or, her that. Or she should listen to your podcast, I guess. <laughs> she, okay, I don't, I think she's listened to, no, she
0: hasn't, no. no I, I played a bit for her today, and she hasn't listened to it yet. My family has, my aunt and uncle, they, they, they go to work in College Park, so every now and then they'll drop in something from NPR, and they listen to a couple of them. Uh, there are seven recordings now, um... And I just released episode six today, and that's with uh, Rachel Grossman, who does Dog and Pony, who I believe oh, did a okay. rehearsal um, at the in the forum not too yes. terribly long ago. Which that's right, yeah. Somebody was Laura. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we were
1: the yeah. You were you were there that day. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah.
0: yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> that was a good day.
0: Because uh, wasn't that wasn't that the room party day?
2: No. no. No, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. That was when you were at her house talking to her. When, with the, the first time the we time. tried to do right, the podcast. Right. Yeah. I caught the end of that.
1: <laughs> yes, right. There's lots of angry texts back and forth. Mm-hmm. Not that Dog and Pony is bad. <laughs> it's Shakespeare Theater Company.
0: There were some scheduling issues. You can be as diplomatic yes. or undiplomatic as you want. Well, like, I, think... I don't edit this, it's all you have to know. Like, you would make your own choices about what he's saying. Who,
1: who listens to this? Absolutely nobody. <laughs> okay. Better start looking for a new job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. I found it very freeing working elsewhere. Uh, I don't know.
1: I mean, you know, I did the freelance thing before.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Seems like the way of the future. Yeah. A lot of freelancing. I, I know, I always worry, like, a lot of a lot of regional theaters are short on money a lot. And I feel like one of them is going to reach a crisis point where they are just like, you know what, we don't, everybody everybody we're used to having on staff, we can't have on staff anymore. We'll bring you back a bunch and stuff, but we can't be on staff. I just feel like there's a theater that's going to flip that switch and then every other theater is going to be like, we can save so much money by doing that. Right. Yeah. And it'll be, and the whole business model will flip. Before anybody knows what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we're sort of halfway there with Shakespeare right now. Yeah. Yeah, and they, yeah, they had the, <clears> they with had these a... weird seasonal conflicts. Yeah, with the seasonal contracts, started, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Oh dear. I just, it feels like
0: I'm echoey and too far away. It was artfully done. I can make sure I can monitor. You, you know, know, whatever. <laughs> you let me know. You're in charge. It sounds great. You okay, can learn good. to
2: project, too. Like, you know. Well, I'm you, not an you, actor. You've seen the actors and listened to their warm-ups enough. That, <laughs> Paper you know.
1: popper baby bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: never heard that one. Before.
1: You've never heard that one? Oh, my God. That was uh, Ryan Garbio. From much ado. That was like his thing. He would do that (laughs) one and then he would sing
2: from not well the Book Book of of Mormon Mormon, song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had a Mormon in the cast at that point too. And I always felt like that was probably really awkward.
0: Who was the Mormon?
2: Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's awesome. I my friends in LA, um, they have a podcast called The High in Film, which mm-hmm. I mentioned repeatedly because they're an inspiration. And they also have a great game. We'll talk about that in a second. But every time he's going through the show, it's like, man, I should have done my vocal warm ups. Because <laughs> 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 they're both actors, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. Because I was on the podcast when I visited them. We did Miami Vice, which was hilarious and for its own reasons. Um, I don't. Have you seen Miami Vice? No. Is that the
1: Tom? No. We'll no, 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 it's the Michael
0: Mann one with um, Jamie Jimmy Fox and uh, I think Jamie you're thinking Fox. Colin Farrell. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> yeah, was thinking. Yeah, it's that one. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. <laughs> I love it. We'll talk anyway. Um they have these they have the like just the USB snowball mics. hmm And they're both but they're both actors, so like they make it sound effortless. And I listened to myself on the podcast after that. And I was like leaning into the microphone and you can barely hear me, it was ridiculous. Definitely not an actor. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a thing.
2: It's sad that you had to ha- come to that realization on your own podcast.
0: No, <laughs> like, oh, I'm not an actor. <laughs> uh, at least I came to it. I didn't waste my life trying that's that true. particular yeah. avenue, that's true. beating my head. I only tried to be a director in New York. That, that was enough of, of uh, what's the right word for that. Humiliation. I think that's a good one.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Tell me about that. What happened? What happened there? Well, so how I mean, long did that last? And like, <laughs> like
0: six months. Six months. And what is That's did, how long it took for my money to run out.
1: Okay. So what do you mean by tried? Like, I just, I, I, have, I, you know, being that I sort of fell into this, I don't really have much of a concept of how directors come to be what what and who they are, you know, like, it just yeah, yeah. seems like they're like, I- I'm a director and as long as you own it, <laughs> you own it, you know, it it is what you are or something. Right, right. So what right. do you mean you fit? What, you I know, just, yeah, like, just, that's just, sort of what it yeah. seems like. I mean, I don't know.
0: Well, I didn't know either. And I, <laughs> I, I honestly, at the moment, I think that the way that people become directors is to be directors in college. Like, you you have to get into the pipeline while like internships and unpaid internships is still a thing that you're capable of doing which mm-hmm. is what I discovered in New York so but at, at the alley I'd been a board op there and, a, and an electrician for a while and they just hired a new master electrician and just hired a new lighting supervisor who then the lighting supervisor just left for a different job uh, so there was no point in me staying around like I could stay around but I just felt like there was no upward mobility. There was no chance of me getting a promotion or anything like that. And Houston's a relatively cheap town, but I just felt like if I knew, if I wanted to do something more with my life, I had to do, I had to do what elsewhere, try something else. And I always wanted to be a director. Um, I've come to refine that idea, which, which we'll get to in a second after that. Um, I'm saying that a lot, which is kind of ridiculous, but, uh, so I conceived this idea as like, okay, so the important thing is to have the opportunity and to be in the area. Um, So I couldn't have a job like be the board up and be an intern directing intern. So the place with the most directing internships is New York. Before in the year before that, I had applied to every regional theater that had a directing internship or an artistic internship that offered housing, Mm -hmm. which is like twelve.
2: Yeah,
0: it's not much, but I was like, I, I. I knew that I didn't have enough money to be an intern for an entire season without having some sort of housing support. Like I could go, if you give me 50 bucks a week, I can, I can make my own food with that. That's fine, but I cannot pay for housing on that. Right. that like there's, there's a couple in, in in California that are completely ridiculous. Like, yeah, we'll give you a hundred dollars a week, but you have to pay for your own housing. That's like-
1: <laughs> Right. That not fair You're gonna lose money Right, constantly. you better have a friend or a family member you're yeah. staying with.
0: Um, so when that didn't work, I was like, okay, I'll go to New York. I try to have a part-time job. I'll live with a friend. I literally lived on his couch in a two-bedroom apartment in Jersey City, in the Muslim part of Jersey City. So when the when the Arab Spring hit, and there were particularly Egypt, there were a lot of Egyptian protesters at the PATH station. Like that's the it kind of area we were living in, uh, which is the, and that was twelve hundred dollars a month. And to I made, sleep on his couch. Well, I spent three hundred sleeping on his okay. couch, but their overall rent was mm-hmm. was twelve hundred a month. Uh, And I applied to every theater in New York that offered an internship program of any kind that was vaguely artistic. Every theater in New York, which is something like uh, 40 of them. I applied to all of them. And I got a postcard back from one of them. Jeez. Um, I also heard back from Milwaukee Rep who told me that I didn't have enough professional experience to be their directing intern, which was also fun so at that point i had gotten to be a pa just so i could be in the rehearsal room with primary stages we did a world premiere of a pete gurney play called black tie with the uh butler from the nanny (laughs) as, as sort of the lead and a bunch of a bunch of uh and Carolyn mccormick who's probably most famous for the police psychologist role she played on law and order and uh, a guy who was in Little Children, who's probably most famous for, well, maybe not. That's a, that's a lot. Who did he play in Little Children? In the the Kate Winslet's husband, the one who wore the panties on his head.
1: Okay,
0: he's a cool dude. Actually, I know um, I don't
1: even remember him at all. I'm terrible. Yeah, well, he, but that was a good movie. It is a really it's good a movie. movie, and the, but the, that and part is that part's actually really she small. She had so. a husband in it.
0: Yeah. He, <laughs> It's unnecessary but to have a can... husband order to cheat on him. Right, so. yes.
1: But I can't, I can't picture his face, though. <laughs> Probably because he wore the underwear on his head. Uh,
0: he's actually not in it a whole lot. Um, but uh, it was a really interesting experience. And I met a, a couple of uh, a stage managers. I knew uh, over the course of it, it was, it was a long run. Like We were in rehearsal in December, and we ran through March. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. long.
0: <laughs> so I was with that show for a while no that was my mother I don't know if you can hear any of it I mentioned we're at the family homestead for Thanksgiving uh unfortunately what what
1: if she wanted something important if she
0: wanted something important me saying no wouldn't have stopped her from doing it she would have just kept going (laughs) okay (laughs) fair enough (laughs) (laughs) that's a very yeah anyway um I'd love to gloss over that as much as possible uh just because it makes me look less like, i don't know i look like kind of an asshole no, i tell my mother no now you're, you're thinking about maybe you should edit these things no way no way authenticity i am an asshole kind of a lot uh so there you go there's an instance in live ish in public view when i put it online you know, that's what you're gonna get uh but yeah so it became obvious when no one was even interested in having an interview with me that like that route was totally closed there's no way I had anything on my resume that said that I had been a director, so none of these people knew what to do with me. Right. Whereas if And I talked to the, assist, the, the directing intern on primary stages on the Black Tie production, and she had been a director in college, like she didn't go to school for directing, but she had directing on her resume. She had done it and gotten on that track. And I was like, well, that's never going to happen. <laughs> so right. let's, uh, let's get a job again, that would be great that doesn't pay $50 a week or end is not Macy's. Uh, I worked in the Dockers department, literally the Dockers only. I was co- occasionally responsible for some socks, but mostly it was Dockers <laughs> in the basement of the Macy's at Herald Square.
1: Wow, that's probably a very busy one. It is, yeah. as a
0: matter of fact, busy and crappy. Uh, it's They're renovating the whole building, so who knows what it's like now, but back then like if you wanted men's pants, you had to go to the fourth floor or the third floor or the basement
1: They didn't just have men's pants in one area. Nope,
0: they had dress pants for like stayed boring older gentlemen on the fourth floor. They had pants and dress I really pants hope hurt.
1: that's how they advertised it. <laughs> <laughs> Boring older men, please come to the fourth
0: floor. Uh, you know, Hager's Target Market kind of thing like that. And I think there's a little bit of polo. But Ralph Lauren had their own, like, boutique on the third floor. And all those people made commission. So they, that was, like, all separate. And Levi's people were separate. And then Docker's people didn't make commission. That's my dogs. <laughs> it's time for them to go out at night. So they are. <laughs> <laughs> um quickly
1: becoming a very exciting podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's not soundproof the porch. <laughs> um
0: really been weatherproofed um and uh so i worked for northern stage which robin has worked for as well and can tell you all about northern stage up in um white river junction vermont um where i got paid a hundred dollars a week and had housing which was nice as an assistant stage manager which was the actual credit um which I always thought was ridiculous <laughs> I never felt like a stage manager for even a hot second oh but... really um <laughs> sorry. and then I got in with Actress Theatre of Louisville and then I came here so like the directing ended essentially when four months into the project I, not a single when you just theater. couldn't
1: get an internship but... not even
0: in like if I had gotten an interview for an internship it would have been enough to keep me going if I had gotten into a discussion with somebody about what I needed to do in order to be seriously considered for it, I probably would have gone for it. But because it was deafening silence on the subject, I was like, well, I'm like, New York does not, literally doesn't give a shit about my existence, despite the fact that every theater in town had my resume. Maybe I'm a shitty resume writer. That's probably true. I don't do it a lot.
2: I mean, I've found with internships that even though it's a learning experience you still have to have experience to get right. them because that 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 was kind of my experience with stage management mm-hmm. because i didn't study stage management in college i was an actor and so i came to it later and it wasn't until i had actual stage management experience that i was then considered for an internship in stage management right yeah so it's just one of those weird things that like, you need to actually already do it before they consider you to teach you Yeah. how to do it.
0: Thanks, guys. That's that's a great model. How's that working out for you? Uh, I'm not bitter at all. I, I mean, I am obviously a little bitter. It does anger me a lot, I feel like.
2: But do you think that, have you ever thought about going back into it now that you have more connections and you have a... Or have you thought about like, a
1: different, another place, not... New York. Well, right, yeah. I thought
0: about Washington DC. Part of part of why I'm here is because I feel like DC has an opportunity that New York doesn't. Like there's a lot of theater happening in DC and it's not a closed community. Like it's not like the most successful people ever in the history of the world come to DC because this is where the state of the theatrical art occurs. Right. There are a bunch of really talented, enthusiastic people here who are just making it work for themselves. So I moved here actually thinking in the back of my mind that maybe I would be a director here because I would get to know people in the scene and then have a personal connection that would lead to an internship or something like it. But instead I'm a podcaster. <laughs> well, and, and uh, I was talking to Rachel Grossman about this too. Um, she's the dog and pony ringleader. Because um, every everybody I go to when I bring all of the fancy equipment to them, and like, so what's your deal? What do you do? What's going on? Why do you do this? Uh, Turned, I thought I knew the answer to that when I started recording it, but when I actually try to say it to people, like I sound like a bumbling idiot and feel, <laughs> it feels great. It's a real exercise. You need in to it. practice your elevator <laughs> speech or right. whatever, I, do. Right? I do have to practice the elevator pitch, but I, I, I realized when talking to her, because it's like, I need to be, I, I, what I really want to do is direct. But I realized what I actually really like doing and what kept me in lighting for so long. And what will keep me as like a lighting and design assistant for a while? Like I don't need to be a lighting designer or anything like that, or to get an MFA or do any part of that role. But I really like helping creative people succeed. (laughs) That's such a perfect moment. Like Aaron's feeling really important about (laughs) himself.
1: I'm sorry. The most
0: important in person in this room is Catherine. She's very. All the overhires want to wish me happy (laughs) birthday. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, since you asked me the question, does that answer your question? Like,
1: I guess, yeah, yeah.
0: I still don't know how directors are made, and when I tried, I found out I didn't know, and that means I couldn't be one. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. so, uh, so
2: have you like it. turned that off though, or? Like, are you done with the directing dream now that you're pursuing like this podcast and all all these other kind of venues? Or are you is that still kind of in the back of your mind? Like, oh, once I've gotten all these
1: things, I can still be a director. Yeah, it's still yeah. out there. Well, like That's you and I are talking about Fringe and stuff. Yeah, like, because because you have about, a great like, idea for well, a Fringe. I mean, so <laughs> uh, you know
0: that we should work on more whatever. other than talking about it.
1: But, but like, I mean, yeah. Have you thought about? producing your own content or whatever as a way as an avenue to to becoming a more well-known hired a director in dc or whatever you know i think yeah doing something like directing your own fringe show or whatever that puts it on your resume like yeah Yeah. people don't know the difference apparently (laughs) you know apparently as long as you just say directing on your resume it doesn't matter yeah
0: that's the thing that always frustrated me is like you could have directed the worst production of the dumbest play ever doesn't matter you did something
1: and you still directed it yeah
0: I do think about that actually, because Fringe is such a great, because it's not a curated festival because it's just like, here, we're going to help you deal with all of the logistical bullshit that is, that is really hard about producing your own show. Uh, But you still have to do that part where you get to know people and bring in the actors and do all of that. But we'll just get the building and turn on the lights on. That's great. Also, you have 15 minutes to tech. Congratulations. Right. (laughs) Um, I do think about that. But and the other sort of the other thing in the back of my mind about the podcasting is like it's a good excuse to meet a bunch of different people who are also creative and do who are already theater makers in DC. So maybe the opportunity will end up happening. But my my main goal, it is in the back of my mind. I think that's the best way to put it. Like I'm not gonna turn it down if I see a golden opportunity, like a bunch of people who are all enthusiastic about the same project. Like, yeah, let's just do this. I will definitely do that and not shy away from it. But I'm also more interested in finding ways of being, like, a facilitator. Being somebody who helps people succeed at what they do, at what they think they want. Occasionally directing them to what they actually want, despite (laughs) what they have said. But that's, you know. That happens in the lightnings. I'm sure it happens in stage (laughs) management. I know it happens in stage management. I watch it unfold (laughs) as the stage manager gently corrects the director from what they think (laughs) they were doing into, oh, yeah, that's what I wanted.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's what production meetings are all about.
0: (laughs) That's what they're supposed to be about. Yes. We don't have the budget. But you can't say we don't have the budget (laughs) because they don't like that answer. So you have to find some other way to artistically justify a different choice. (laughs) Right. Stage managers are very good at giving the director an excuse for not spending money that we don't have.
2: Yeah. Well, at least we hope that they're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes them better stage managers. <laughs> right. right.
0: <laughs> I actually don't... I mean, sometimes I, had, I didn't do it with my last two with Catherine Rodriguez, who's a dramaturg, dramaturgy fellow over at Center Stage. I didn't actually introduce them, but I should say the voice you just heard... Was Maria and she's a stage manager and the, and the other voice is Catherine and she is a stage carpenter slash supervisor
1: yes we were just talking earlier about how stage carpenter is sort of a misleading because my mom's title. first question
0: after that says oh wood-? you
1: build stuff you do woodworking <laughs> no no I don't
0: to be fair to her my dad actually does woodworking so like that's it's very close to her life like that's that's a (laughs) presence
1: sorry uh no i mean i'm not i'm not saying that was a bad question i'm saying that is like the thing that happens every time i tell someone what i do right anyone I got a, like a message on LinkedIn from someone I don't even know that was like, oh, do you build stuff? Like, we should, <laughs> you build sets? We should talk. Can and you it's build like, a house for me? I don't. I <laughs> <laughs> don't do that.
0: I do get that question all the time when I tell people I'm an electrician. It's like, oh, so you can like wire houses and stuff? No, actually, yeah, I can't. That's, I can't do that. that's a uni gig, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you are really great at installing fluorescent light fixtures oh in, <laughs> in a person's home. <laughs> I
0: must say. Well, I had a lot of professional experience as a result <laughs> of Actors Theatre of Louisville, <laughs> where we did 96 fixtures into one ceiling piece for the Human Festival. So I'm happy to oblige you there. <laughs> my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things about the, like, the back and forth of our is that they, we, we we do this round robin of trying to compliment each other and having every person attempt to refuse the compliment.
2: I don't have that problem.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> One, I'm not complimentary to anyone.
1: is <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, a jerk.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, that's really just the two of you what? are really nice. And I'm like, meh, nah, well, I guess. <laughs> No,
0: I broke the podcast. You did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I I, I want to say it's my board up at Folger, but I met somebody else who could legitimately refer to as an apologist. Oh yeah. Who just everything, every word, every other word out of their mouth. I'm so sorry.
1: Sorry.
0: What are you? What are you doing? No, it has nothing to do.
1: Well, see, I was talking to Laura about this very thing the other day because she was complaining about how I say I'm sorry all the time or whatever. And um, <laughs> you know, I was like, it doesn't always mean I'm accepting responsibility right. for what is happening. You know, you have a cold. I'm sorry. I'm you're sorry. Just you're just very sick. empathetic, right? Yes. Yeah. I empathize with that. Colds suck. That's terrible. <laughs> you know, I wish you weren't sick. You know. So that's part of being an apologician, I guess, is that it doesn't always mean I'm responsible. Though some, right. I guess for some people it does mean that you're taking responsibility, but.
2: I think it's harder to distinguish when you are being empathetic apologizing or when you're taking responsibility apologizing. apologizing. I see.
1: Yeah so how I, on the on the receiving I end of the apology it yeah, the say, same as what you're saying there, yeah. are, there are
0: definitely times during henry four i was like you think this is your fault but it's definitely not <laughs> <laughs> what this floor is doing right now is not your fault but it really sounds like you think it is
1: but it is my responsibility <laughs> See, to right. fix it if i can but not by yourself <laughs> well <laughs> Maybe that, okay, okay, I'll concede that point, sure. Yes, maybe not by myself.
0: Uh, anyway,
1: so how can I differentiate between I'm sorry it's my fault and I'm sorry it's not my fault? I guess, do I just I just say that from now on? Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm sorry it's not my fault. That sounds, I, I think that I you sound might sound like start a more jerk that yeah, way. That's sort of inciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, it's a place to start. You'll get feedback. You'll find out if it works. You'll workshop it. There you and, go. Uh, and, yeah.
1: and try again.
0: It's <laughs> <That's> live, right? <laughs> I <guess> so. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, how, when does Tartu start? Well, 2 start? God, I, just don't, I don't even I'm know t- when to transition start. to, like, what, what are you doing with, like.
1: I can tell and, you when the Tempest ends.
0: <laughs> when is the Tempest finally it's over? For
1: now, January 15th with a possible extension.
0: I Do you think, think it'll end. extend?
1: I don't know. They haven't finished tech yet. Well, I that's think fair. that's a little difficult. We haven't even gotten through the show once yet. We're, like, 14 pages away from the end when we stopped last oh, night. Oh, good lord. But, uh,. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I know they wanted to extend Midsummer, but it was too expensive. Yeah,
0: I can't imagine this is cheaper to run than <clears> right. Midsummer. Well, yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> with that. Either. A Although, in the sand we the don't fine. have
1: the uh, four hundred dollars or whatever it was a week that we spent on mud. Oh, the mud! Oh
2: my it's gosh. okay. Um, we'll be doing that for the pre <laughs> oh. For pre yeah, that's
1: <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> Spoiler like alert! And, uh, <laughs> don't take. No. D- yeah, that
0: sand isn't going anywhere. <laughs>
1: Yeah right. Oh God. Uh, yeah, and the the proscenium and front boxes for this show you may recognize from Midsummer. Yeah.
0: Oh. The, they're
1: reusing them. Yeah. The floor is basically the same design, though
0: this floor is raked and Midsummer was flat. Mm-hmm. So. Is it Lee again? Or yes. yeah. Oh, okay. We had it. We had it in storage, right? So
1: yeah, yeah. So we pulled half of it out. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> when when <laughs> we're taking it down, no, you mean? Yes.
2: <laughs> or throughout the show. I don't know. I I haven't seen what you guys do, so yeah, I yeah.
0: I have no It does look remarkably like an aquarium from the proscenium when there is a flying shark.
1: Well, yes, the flying shark probably <laughs> helped make it look like It an just aquarium. looks so
0: much like an aquarium. Well,
1: in the the half-sunken ship, yes, yeah, I'm basically, sure. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It That's, was yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> You, you just need those, like, the, colored put rocks. Put someone up on the fly rig swimming yeah. across.
2: <laughs> Get a big treasure chest. Well, we have one. Oh, okay. Yeah. There is a chest No, in the but, show. like, one that bubbles come out of. Oh, well, that'd be yeah. a lot harder. That, that awesome. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Kind yeah. Of how put a bubble
1: machine it. in
0: there. I say right? we yeah. have that technology. Yeah, I was going to
2: yeah. say. We can yeah. make <laughs> the show so much better. Wouldn't
0: <laughs> this be the best marketing material for it ever? <laughs> just, like, one minute on screen of it just... Looking like an aquarium, <laughs> and then Shakespeare Theater. <laughs> Come see the Tempest. It'd be good.
1: It'd be good. Hmm. Yeah, we have, fi- it was, I believe, literally five tons of sand yeah. are on the stage. Uh, we have trap doors, we have the automated turntable, we have flying people... Flying from different heights. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> yeah. <One laughs> How person... many student
0: mandates are you doing? Oh,
2: they're, they're doing a lot. A
1: billion.
0: Oh, they're wow. doing we a lot.
2: End,
1: I believe <gasps> our run currently <gasps> is scheduled to end on like four in a row. Yeah. Or something horrible yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 We're not mourning people in theater. When When are people going to get that hint? I don't know. We don't like to get up at 8.30. But to... we're
2: trying to educate the youth I mean, that's of America true. and, you know, Get them while they're young. I mean, I always enjoy get them into
1: going
0: to shows as a child. But, I uh, you know. one of my first interviews was Liz <laughs> Mastry, who is also a local playwright, and her first theatrical experience was the Stacey Keach Macbeth. Oh,
2: really? Oh. At the
0: Landsberg. Oh, wow. wow! At the time, the only place that I reco- could record was at the Landsberg. Oh, so we did that interview on the stage.
2: That's, That's cool. amazing.
0: So it does work. Some some people out there are are being profoundly although i don't i can't remember if she said i was a student matinee or not crap
2: i mean as long as they're seeing the theater it doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter when
0: right. right yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah when i was in high school we took a when i was a senior my shakespeare class or whatever it was an elective that i chose to take um anyway we took a field trip to go see <laughs> midsummer at the landsberg um like after it was after school one day or whatever Mm -hmm. so we all metroed over there and whatnot but um what that was like 2004 or something yeah yeah yeah. and that's the that's actually the only thing i'd ever seen at the shakespeare theater company in my entire life (laughs) before that i saw um julius caesar at the folger and oh they just did it again (laughs) the folger I, lo- I really. It was I was a kid when I saw those because that was like right by my house. So.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah. I
1: was reading them in school or whatever, so we went. Um, That's
0: a weird space, too.
1: Yeah, it was cool. I liked it, you know. I mean, it's really the, the audience is like on top adult, of everything. Like, oh, yeah. But um, I really liked that production of Caesar that mm-hmm. I saw. I think I was in eighth grade when I saw that. So like, whatever, nine, 2000 or something. A long time ago. <laughs> anyway, um but i hated their production of macbeth (laughs) it was terrible i saw that i think it was high school because i was reading it Um, oh yeah right right. and it was like set in the 40s in the south
0: whoa yeah
1: so can you imagine the witches with a southern drawl it was awful i wanted to scratch my eyeballs out (laughs) And it was set it was like set like around a presidential election. So it was like
0: Wow That kind of
1: thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was
0: weird. Trying really hard.
1: Yeah. But the Julius Caesar before that was awesome. So anyway, so that was my like young theater experience, I guess. I saw rent when I was twelve. In New York or in Seattle.
0: In Seattle?
1: Yeah, we were <laughs> my brother saw it in my older brother saw it in New York with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um they took him when he was like whatever in 96. I think he's probably saw the original cast. Oh wow. Um and so he came home like loving it. And so I fell in love with the soundtrack and then was like, "Oh man, and mm-hmm. you know at that point I was like 10 or whatever." So I was like, "Oh, we got to have to see this." And then um we were in Seattle 2 years later. No, we were moving my other brother into college in Seattle and oh, it was okay. like we were looking through the paper one day and there was an ad saying that it was in Seattle and I was like, oh, can we go? And so we all went and it was awesome. And I was like, yeah. And then I saw it like 20 more times over the course of my life. Yeah. I saw *Fan
2: of the Opera in Canada.
0: <laughs> in Toronto or like...
2: Oh, God, I don't even remember. I wanted to be in Regina. No. I, so like some he, reason you're
0: in the middle of Saskatchewan and you're just like, no, yeah, no, no, Phantom, no. this is what I'm doing today. <laughs>
2: no, it was like part of oh it would like, have been in
0: Windsor wouldn't it
2: It probably yeah I think so it was some like Girl Scout <laughs> trip <laughs> thing that we did that we went to a couple places in Canada I don't know why <laughs> but seeing Phantom of the Opera was part of that <laughs> I don't remember but it was the coolest thing ever for me because I mean we were like on the floor mm. so oh I don't wow. yeah I know I don't so I was like oh my god like the chandelier fell right over us. It was so cool.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> I actually saw Phantom as well as a kid. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Colorado, we went down to Denver and we saw the production there. it was obviously the tour, but I remember thinking, we were in the balcony too, like in the nosebleed seats. And I remember yeah. thinking when that the Jets of Flame happened in Masquerade, like how hot it was. Yeah, oh yeah. It, that, that show makes an impression, and it's still at the Majestic, <laughs> or I think it's the Majestic or something like that. Something like that, yeah. I just saw the Birdman, like, the and the, the movie with Michael Keaton and... Mm-hmm. Is it good? Yes. Extremely good, especially if you're a theater nerd, because it all takes place inside St. James Theater mm-hmm. when they're trying to do a production. So a bunch of people are on the roof looking at the Majestic across the street and the billboard for <laughs> Phantom of the Opera is right there, kind of a lot. I don't know if they're related. Like, is the Phantom at the Majestic or is the Majestic next to where the theater or Phantom is? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) That's irrelevant. I've hijacked it. Anyway. (laughs) This is... (laughs) It's, it, this is show and tell and it's really funny and I don't know how it's going and I feel like it's going pretty well but. I
1: mean I don't know it seems alright do you have like
2: one of those audience like rating things like as they right, listen it do you to get say, feedback
1: like, on the podcast how do you
0: occasionally I mean it's listed on <laughs> iTunes right. so you can do rate it do
1: people comment on it
0: on the... I, no one has commented yet <laughs> okay. there is like, one super boring <laughs> 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 I'm never listening to this again
2: the, those two chicks are crazy <laughs> oh, don't,
0: I
1: don't want to be the one that sinks Aaron's <laughs> I don't either but (laughs) found out i couldn't even be a podcaster because i brought my two friends on (laughs) and they ruined everything (laughs) Uh, all my subscribers unsubscribed
0: (laughs) i can't keep this there are actually quite a few subscribers because you subscribe that that information is through squarespace and it goes up and down it depends on like a, a bunch of people will subscribe because i'm interviewing someone they know and then they will unsubscribe after it's like one or two weeks go by, and they're like, "Oh, whatever <laughs> I uh, right now, the podcast is every other week it's a it's a, so it's every two weeks, um because of the whole I need to make a living thing in between right. times in a perfect world, it would be once a week, mm-hmm. and like Nerdist does it like three times a week, but Chris Hardwick doesn't sleep and right. you know has an agent and his agent talks to other people's agents and they arrange things on Twitter. It'll eventually happen. You'll get there, yeah <laughs> um. So I think a lot of people forget, like a week goes by when there is that's because that's why I really want it to be weekly. There is no forgetting every Wednesday night, every Thursday morning, if you're not onto it at night, this, an episode drops and it's just part of your routine. Like, because that's how my routine works with podcasting. Like it's Tuesday, that's this podcast, this podcast, mm-hmm. and this podcast. Sometimes I want to listen to this one. Sometimes I don't, it's Wednesday that's this podcast it's thursday i'm listening to Serial. period end of discussion it's <laughs> friday it's film spotting like that's how it goes i've
1: seen articles online about Serial. it's really it's good <laughs> oh you listen to yeah. it too i don't really listen to podcasts is that like a faux pas to be on a podcast no, that you, don't listen to them? <laughs> um, you don't have a commute
0: either though that's so. true. like the that's only reason podcast. i got it so into podcasts is because i had 50 minutes of time to kill
2: that's part of the reason why I'm sad that my phone broke that I can no longer listen to podcasts on my phone mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna just sit at home listen at either. my computer it's so hard and yeah, listen to a podcast it. I
0: don't do it at home like I have to be in motion yeah either running like I'll do it if I ex- when I exercise or whatever to, to totally take my mind off of that hell whatever um, <sighs> and, poc- and 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 uh, commuting is important but like part of me has to be occupied to listen to the podcast i can't yeah. just like sit down and listen to a podcast it's super weird it doesn't yeah.
2: work yeah i and mean it, sometimes yeah. i'll listen to it while i'm cooking or like cleaning oh yeah or something, yeah exactly yeah i can't just sit in my room like i can I, like and i'm not gonna just sit and like knit while i'm listening to a podcast like i can knit while like watching tv but i'm not gonna just like have a podcast lane. I don't know. There's
1: something about it that, that just feels just really strange. just imagine you sitting in your room in the dark except for one lamp and you're knitting and listening to a podcast. All
2: Next to my candle. I was going to
0: say, like, we got to get something 19th century in there because it's 19th, 21st century. I don't know. Maybe you wanted to say the knitting is like 11th century or something. I'm not saying you're from the I'm really old. I'm not implying you're the Highlander or-
2: I'm not contesting
0: that. <laughs> I'm not going to test you on it either because I don't happen to have a sword. <laughs> so I'm not all that interested in being the one either. So. <laughs> Your secret is safe with me. If that is a secret, we'll say it is.
1: <laughs> we'll
0: say it is. Uh, and, but, but what, do you, is there going to be a huge distance between... Uh, as you like it closing in Tartuffe or like are you gonna be yes, shiftless for a while I
2: won't be here I don't know what I'll be doing
0: right okay that was I mean, the gist of it it's like, what's, what's up for you next Tartuffe
2: sets a harm in, yeah. yeah yeah so she yeah they, there's it. there's Manila Mancha before Tartuffe I
0: know I said Tartuffe I said Tartuffe that's wrong you're on Metromania
2: yes that's correct. That's why, I, I mean, Tartuffe is, like, ages away from me, and yeah, I have sorry, no idea where sorry, I'll be sorry. in the summer.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's my fault.
2: Metromaniacs, yeah. yeah. No, Um. we actually are going to split our prep um, through part of the extension, and then partly, like, we're going to take a, a... We actually get a vacation for Christmas. What? I know. <gasps>
0: for Christmas, For Christmas. Even. I that's... get
2: to go home for Christmas. Awesome. Yeah, Um. and so... So the entire stage management team can actually go home for Christmas. We're gonna take a week off then and then do the rest of our prep mm-hmm. right before we start. So um, there's actually not a whole lot of time between as you like it closing and metromania. Okay,
0: great. well, that that's sounds bad. Man. but but in, including going home for Christmas, which is awesome. Yes, <laughs> and incredibly rare because I know like I, it's, it's Shakespeare's weird because they don't exactly have a Christmas show. Like when I worked Christmas Carol,
2: Oh right, yeah. Like we don't have one that we always yes, that do. Is, yeah, that is that is a
0: holiday show, and yeah. that like involves generally speaking a show on Christmas Eve because it is a holiday show. Yeah, like the Muttcracker has two shows on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Are there shows on Christmas Eve for the Tempest? No, like that doesn't cause...
1: we're off Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But I feel like one year that I was working there, we had a show. Like on Christmas Day, mm. like we only had one of the That's days off, appalling. and I can't remember which yeah. one it was. I think yeah. it was a long time ago. I may have been Candide. Oh, um, Candide was, like was the, a huge the hit. First so people thing like I ever did right
0: trying to trying to get as many of them in as possible. <clears throat> yeah. yeah.
1: So I feel like but I, I could, could totally be making that up. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. But so this year we have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off. Solid. We have a New Year's Eve show, but then we're off New Year's Day.
0: That's the day you want them anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, my mom's birthday is New Year's Eve.
0: Oh, so. uh, that—that does change the calculus for you a little yeah, bit, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer.
1: Family lunch. Oh,
2: sad.
0: We can all like uh, every and every everyone who's listening to this podcast who has ever worked in theater is nodding their head. Like, right.
1: They're like, "Yep." Like, <laughs> Holidays don't exist. Right. <laughs>
0: So, do we want to? Do you want to do a little headset chatter and read a little bit of? Uh, I mean, we can. Yeah. Do
1: you want me? Since we don't like November, since it got rid of some it, of well, our things like won't your be mantra. Up until and December. Right,
0: I mean, well,
1: that's true, true. It won't be up until December. That's so a fair point. Well, that's why, luckily, I brought. I'm really glad. November yeah, right. got both. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Are the quizzes any
1: good at all? Oh, there? I don't. Let's see. The December quizzes. What's your party IQ? The November quiz is: Are you an oversharer? <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people Can answer that question for me. I'm not an oversharer. It is like pulling teeth to get. We were actually talking me. about
2: that the other day. Who's, who's we? <laughs> you and me. How oh. that you never. <laughs> I was like what are you talking? How about? you are not an oversharer. Yeah, I'm an undersharer. Who's we? What's the person sitting next to you. I don't
1: know. People. people... You've already forgotten about me. That's okay. Oh my no, god, maybe... December's the same. Way. Oh no, oh no. What's my mantra? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I feel, I feel I empty feel without, without this. I feel without this. Wow. All okay, right. we don't have
0: to do we don't have to do all of them. We'll do we'll do this headset style, which is everyone who is currently on headset will read your. Great.
1: So, read your own? No, no, no. I mean, she'll
0: read it for us. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: We're both the same. So, that's just two. Yeah.
0: So, well, I like to read the Pisces. So, we'll Right, that's right. So, it's
1: Cancer, Pisces, and Virgo. Why don't we, let's start with Pisces. There's no one here. This is so upsetting. I'm so upset by this. I it's a bummer.
0: Like, it was a great formula. I don't know why they changed. I don't
1: know. It's disturbing. All right. So, your month. Uh, And it's all, anyway. (laughs) Pisces, during the full moon on the 6th, you have the chance to turn a passion project into a moneymaker, so share your ideas. On the 26th, your love life is on fire and you can also make a big impression on others at work. You need a new work bag to add a fresh level of professionalism to your look. Pisces guy, if he's working late nights, bake cookies to let him know you care. This is just lame.
0: I mean, I do bake cookies, but I don't. And it seems kind of sexist. You're just, not even Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> well, so also you right. can ignore the cookies. I'll
1: tell you what, what <laughs> cancer guy needs
0: here. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you can't just skip. Yeah, you got to read the whole thing. I did. That's the yeah, end of you know, the whole thing for cancer. cancer. Oh, well, well no. Skip. Yes, I will. Of course. Of okay.
1: course. All right. This, is a,
0: this, is, a, this is a passionate. <laughs> we are passionate about this. <laughs> Make right. no mistake about this. Well, Let's clearly see.
1: we are. We're so upset that it's different now.
2: Although can I can I first say that it's really weird to have you reading this and being able to see both of your faces. That's a really am Because good point. I'm used, I'm used really to hearing point. your voice you know on what headset. Now my Cosmo
1: face
0: is. No, no. no. <laughs> I love you know, speaking of being able to see people's reactions. Like everybody, everybody just watched each other's reaction to that idea. Like the unspoken idea of the Cosmo face.
1: It
0: was so good. Continue <laughs> 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 No, that's it. No, she—it's a, it. a great I point though, because we're used to like you're at the like usually the, oh, oh doing something else important or I mean usually there's the, the show track, going yeah. on
2: as well, so yeah, there's the so there's show and then run. I just hear your voice and now I can see both of you and it's just it adds a whole new level to the okay. Cosmo reading. <laughs>
1: uh do, since so do we need to explain the origin of the reading cosmo or do you think it's implied i don't think there's ever... anything implied in it okay, <laughs> i was gonna say i don't think we've fully explained it for our dear listeners <laughs>
0: when when did it didn't start on forum I mean, you've been doing it for a while, right? right? We've been having for a while. Because Hannah
1: used to bring the cosmos every once in a while, (laughs) and then so and then Laura people decided right. Well, so Hannah started; she would just randomly buy them, and then Laura Downs, who was one of our Mm -hmm. run crew people, um, she got a subscription, and so then there was one every month that we would read them, and then she left.
2: And and it started, didn't it really start with us kind of just passing it around during the show? Yeah. Like, and we would talk about particular articles or quizzes, or yeah. really. Yeah,
1: but Hannah and, thought it was really funny when I read horoscopes, <laughs> and so then they started forcing me to do it over headset, and yeah. then Joe felt left out or something... Was part
0: of it. Oh, because you would do it on the deck channel and yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: because we didn't we didn't want to didn't distract want to him. Yeah, right. so while well, the show he was heard going that on, it was going on, and then wanted it public. So that's sort of how it all. And then Aaron kind of took over. Yeah, well, With the and readings. Then
0: Catherine got a subscription. well. Yes,
1: someone <laughs> yeah. anonymously sent me a subscription at work. I got this email <laughs> that was like, "You have packages at the front desk," and I was like, "Oh, okay, great." So I go out there and sure, there was like a box from my mom or whatever. And then they're like, oh, these are for you too. And there were two Cosmos or something. And I was like, uh, "What? are you sure? Like, yeah, that's your name. And I was like, what, who, what? Thank you, Aaron. Yes. I still
0: really wanted Louie to, like, <laughs> to get them? To be like, oh, she works for your department here. What's going on? And Louie's like, what are you doing?
1: You know, oddly enough, Sean is the one that like brings me my mail the most. <laughs> from the front desk it's like i just haven't had time to go out there and he ends up backstage with my stuff I'm like thank you
2: Why are we okay
1: <laughs> anyway all right all right cancer <clears throat> your month you have mega ammo to get things done on the first and your creativity combines with others team spirit after the 16th so voice your ideas at work with a slew of planets in your partnership zone at the end of the month. It's an ideal time to put on a cute dress and hit up the holiday parties. You need a multitasking serum to boost your beauty routine. Wait, what? You need a multitasking serum to boost your beauty routine. I don't know what that means.
2: I went with serum with some kind of alcoholic concoction, which I'm sure Aaron went there too. Something
0: that would help you in your multitasking. Right. Which I think is not what they're trying to say at all. But That's I think they're talking about a serum that does more than one thing for your beauty routine. But uh, I really think it's something like a serum that would crazy. help you multitask.
1: That's what I thought too. Uh, interesting. Yes. Cancer guy, he wants to stay healthy. Offer yourself instead of ice cream as a dessert. Whoa, Cosmo. For for the last one being like, make cookies. I really did not expect that from this one.
0: That's a splash of the old Cosmo right, for you. That's why we read. Don't tell me to used make cookies. To have, it, was like,
1: it was like your month ahead, blah, 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 your mantra. And yeah. then there was some sex thing. Like a sexual position, was yeah, the right. one was, that, was, that I think was, that was just that nine, was only one month, was nine, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <a specific laughs> but right, so this is so tame except for that part. That one was really now good. Now I'm a little, now, yeah, don't. Now I'm a little worried about yes, my holes. Don't hold back. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm gonna have to redact Blush. some of it. <laughs> well, yes, there's definitely a lot of that that goes on when I read this. I think that's part of Hannah's enjoyment. Um, <clears throat> Well, right, because I'm so, you know, not like this. And then they make me read these things. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Virgo, your month. Beautifying your pad will make you feel extra happy this month. Hit up the holiday sales to find some great goodies. You will have major confidence after the 10th. When your ruler Mercury unites with powerful Pluto on the 25th, you'll be able to see an old situation differently. You need a pretty treat to make your house feel like a home. Virgo guy, he's craving an entire Sunday in bed for quality snuggle time. I'm okay with quality snuggle time. Anyway, but so wait, is that for? So this is for the Virgo guy. Okay, so that was my question. My is
2: that like is, or that, is that or is your this...
1: guy because you were a Virgo, right? I
0: or don't...
2: like, do you read like then your normally... boyfriend's?
0: Well, because they used Guy to have the section thing. on the side that was like the ver- the ver- right the, the guys right. was the guys separate.
1: versions yeah. yeah but this is not that's like a little that. confusing it is
0: very Cosmo if you're listening you should improve the we should go back to the old ways Cosmo if, Cosmo. if you're listening to this podcast
1: <laughs>
0: the editor is very Jill Filipovich is very active on Twitter she's
1: you should tweet it at her and be like hey Cosmo we have
0: some advice for don't, you don't think I won't
1: <laughs> don't think I won't
0: I'm gonna co-sign it you're on Twitter as well so
1: <laughs> oh great. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh, like anyway, annoying. so right, there's no, there's no ga- separate guy version. So maybe that is just for. Well, no, because it's all like what you can do for him. Yeah. So is that oh, so this is for you if you're dating a Virgo, you just read that part. That's what it seems like. Okay, it's weird.
0: I agree. <laughs> That's kind of a downer note to end on, but yeah, we do have some pumpkin pie and some apple cake to we consume. Do. So. I feel like I should also get back to my mother on whatever it is that she hold whatever is so important that you were like, No <laughs>
1: Get out of here. This
2: would only be better though if we were in your basement. Because oh, like, you know, your mom coming down like, yeah. Mom,
1: like I'm, I'm busy doing a podcast. Lots of cookies. <laughs> that's how it would be if it was my mom. She would interrupt to bring us <laughs> snacks and food. You want sandwiches? Are you guys hungry? <laughs> she's always trying to feed me and everyone I'm hanging out with.
2: Yeah. And your mom like pushes you to get seconds and thirds. Like it's delicious food, but I'm like, No, I'm good, thanks. No, keep eating. <laughs> take it take it home. Yeah. I'm like I'm
1: okay, thanks. Right? His Man, mom. when she's here it's like I eat three meals a day and she still tries. Did you want dessert? What? I just had like three plates of dinner. (laughs) I can't fit dessert. You know, I normally eat like once a day when you're not here, right? You're killing me.
2: (laughs) Which, you know, the eating once a day thing is not good for you as
0: well. That's not necessarily very helpful.
2: Probably
1: not. Who has time for anything else? (laughs) I work all the time.
2: Anyway. Leave it on that <laughs> <laughs> I
1: eat once a day. I'm, I'm starving.
0: Do we need to start a fund?
1: I think I think I'll be okay.
0: Well thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for letting me bully you into this.
1: Yeah, yeah thanks for Thanks Darren. for participating. Yeah, I know. She was all like I'm just gonna sit here and not do anything. Well, it's kinda of hard when
2: there is literally a microphone in front of my face to
1: To talk into? Yeah, because you're such an actress.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's whipped cream too to go.
1: (laughs) That sounds amazing.
0: All right, why don't we go do that? There's some punch left, I'm sure, as well.
1: Yes. Great.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.